Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. So, gentlemen, we're back with another episode of The Screen Addicts. We had a little hiatus on our movies. Uh, I have one question for you, because we are reviewing a wrestling movie I've got one question for you. Are, Are you, you ready? Ready <laughs> to rumble? No, 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 no. My "Are you ready?" was uh, "Let's get ready to suck it." Uh, well, <laughs> all right. So this week we are reviewing movie names. We're reviewing "Ready to Rumble," starring David Arquette, Got Khan, and Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. That's who it is. As All well as a myriad of WCW Oliver. superstars and Joe Pantoliano. I was going to say the exact same word. What you're going to say, myriad? Yeah, myriad of, of cow. Yeah, I mean, if we were going to sit here and, and and name all the wrestlers in that movie, and we probably out, I'm sure the editor will throw up the names. It's a lot of guys, and and okay. and it starts off with an unmasked Rey Mysterio Jr. Yes. Yes. Um. So the movie starts off, and we're introduced to two wrestle, uh, two wrestling fans, uh, Gordy and Sean, who are mega fans of WCW, and their uh, star wrestler Jimmy the King, um, who will rule you. In case you didn't know, played by Oliver Platt. Um, Horrible casting, I think. I, I, I honestly uh, only because he's little. Um, but actually the best part of the movie happens in the first five minutes, right? I mean, they're at the, they're at the little Seven Eleven shop and, uh, is it Ahmed Zappa is the clerk behind the counter <laughs> and they do the whole, uh, Hey, my Slurpee smells bad thing. Yeah, and, that is funny. and in my head, I'm like, would that work? That might work. It's also stolen from Morat. No, it's not. That's, that's something different. He does the, the shit in the, you like a chocolate covered pretzel. Yeah, I know yeah. the chocolate covered pretzel thing is not the same thing as it's similar. As the Slurpee thing, that's the chocolate covered pretzel thing was uh, a revenge. Uh, the Slurpee thing was like stealing, essentially. Yeah. Well, I like when he's like, uh, you got to the bottom of it, and you realize it tastes like shit. <laughs> I was hoping it kind of get would get better. <laughs> no, he said like all the butt juice was down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And then uh, obviously the fantasy scene of him, you know, wrestling, beating the shit out of Ahmed Zappa. Yeah, with the Macho Man. With the Macho Man, oh yes, the Macho Man, um, <laughs> the cream rising to the top, and uh, and they 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 get tickets to uh to go to see Monday Night Monday Nitro, and uh, they see their hero Jimmy the King get screwed over Montreal screw screw job style by Joe Pantoliano's character, uh, Titus uh, Sinclair. Sinclair Sinclair, and uh, so so. Let, let's talk about that for a second, right? Um, wrestling is staged. It's not fake. It's staged, right? And if you talk to any wrestler and you tell them that wrestling is fake, Vader will just destroy you on Arabic television. And who needs that in their life? Uh, wrestling is staged. It's not It's not fake. The bumps are real. They, they hit the mat. 
And if you actually saw what the, what the mats are made out of, you'd be like, yeah, why would you ever do that? That's kind of stupid. Um, Cause it's really not that much cushion. It's a lot of wood, a little bit of cushion and a microphone uh, to make the impacts sound louder uh, or so that you can hear it throughout the arena. Um, though wrestling is staged, there is a thing in wrestling called wrestling stiff. Wrestling stiff means that you really just punch somebody in the face. And it does happen. You hear it, you see it here and there. I've seen Brock Lesnar punch uh, Braun Strowman in the face. Uh, I've seen Perry Saturn beat the shit out of uh, that Bell kid. I think his name is Kevin Bell. Uh, that, that, those are legit stiff fights where they throw a real punch or they, they do a real slam or they slam you up against the turnbuckle. And it is, or excuse me, not the term, but the post. And it is 100% legitimate. I don't think they have six or seven wrestlers come in and go stiff on one guy. That's called assault. And it's frowned upon by court of law. Counselor, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I was going to say that you actually see a stiff in the bloopers. Uh, yes. Punches Macho Man in the face. He punched, did he punch Macho Man? Yeah, it's an actual, I looked up in trivia too. It was a, I know he punched somebody. I didn't remember it was Macho. It was yeah, Oliver Platt, right? He punches Macho Oliver Man. Oliver Platt goes to punch Macho Man's character in the movie, and then he punches him. So Macho Man doesn't have a character in the movie. Macho Man is Macho Man. In the movie. I thought he was playing. No, Macho Man's Macho Man. Why would, you, why would you be playing somebody else? I don't know. He played somebody else in Spider-Man. That's because WCW didn't make the fucking Spider-Man movie. I, I didn't realize that he was in Macho. Uh, he was in WCW. But uh, yeah, if you were over 50 in 1997, you were in WCW. All right. Um, excuse me. And if, if moving forward, if you're going to say those three letters in concurrence, it must be pronounced WCW. All right. You got to say it like a Southerner, like, like a real hick. All right. So my New York accent getting best. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so they beat the shit out of Jimmy the King. Right. And now he's not the champion anymore. And who is none other than diamond Dallas page. <laughs> Bang. All right. Uh, well, I like, I like the part after the, it happens they're going home and they're like they're crying in the car he's like it's it's just my allergies my bogus unfair stupid allergies <laughs> um i will say this this is my only thing i do i did enjoy this movie but i felt like the middle of it kind of what what middle like just like the part where like jimmy king trying to train and get ready for the wrestling and trying to get his posse together like that part kind of sucked yeah the posse do you thing- notice the posse never runs in <laughs> yeah, they never do. They never get involved. In the fight no, the happens. two guys show out with him. Show up with him. And but during the thing where uh, DDP's guys run in, into the cage, and then you have Goldberg show up with um, Booker T and a couple other guys. Jimmy the King's posse never runs in to get involved. I gotta say, the my favorite scene in that whole thing is like Sting comes up. Jimmy King's all right with me. You love Jimmy King. We love Jimmy King. We're men, and we're not afraid to say that we love other men. And Sting punches him in the face. <laughs> and David Arquette's like, me too! Me too! <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was good. I just, I love yeah, it. I, I I'm, a big, I'm a big Sting fan. So watching Sting, seeing him young and like in his prime and doing his thing. I, I always thought that was great. Just that one yeah. scene. See, like, I, I, I think like... Uh, from what Rook said, and you said, I, I think Oliver Platt was a great cast for it. I think he played the comedic role perfect. The out of shape guy that shouldn't be in the wrestling ring. I, I mean, when they go to his trailer and he's sitting there in a dress and a wig. And, and, yeah, and, I was just going to get to that. And, you know what I mean? And then he's like, oh, you know, since my parents died and my son's bound to wheelchair, it's like, we met your parents. They're still alive. And <laughs> you stole their RV. 
your your son's not in a wheelchair and he goes praise him and all his glories now piss off <laughs> well that's it that was what i was just gonna get to is to say once like they go on the adventure and like beat him like that part's fine and then they then they confront sinclair during the wcw uh event and then if from there on to like finally the main event it just i don't know kind of lost me i i'm i was impressed with the fact that how well like you know acting as a wrestler because there is a lot of acting involved like translates into you know movie and tv screen because like exactly what you see a- a- every time you watch let's say uh monday night raw or something like that you got the same quality of you know a role of that person playing that character to the t and it translates perfectly to the big screen well, you know, it's it's one of those things where I can't remember what I was watching recently, but the overall thing was like, listen, we do our shows live. You don't get a second take. Yeah. Like you need to do it right now. And that's it. Like either you do it right now or don't do it at all. Because unless you're cutting a promo, you don't get two chances to do it. You know, you just you, you do it right then. And that's it. And, and a lot now, especially now in today's. Uh, world of wrestling the promos are done live as well you know like like jericho going in the back a little bit of the bubbly that wasn't that wasn't uh that wasn't planned i mean that was just you know that was a promo he cut on the spot uh because a lot of times lately you know that you cut a promo they get into a fight and the fight spills you know from backstage to you know the front of the house and it's 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 live you know so Uh um so they finally get you know uh by the way did anybody happen to notice the John Cena cameo? Yes. No. So when, when they go to go talk to Goldberg, there's a guy on the, uh, the, the hell's the machine called? It's, it's a peck machine. Yeah. Like the and you're, and you're, you're this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, peck deck. There you go. There's a guy in the peck deck. It's John Cena. It's John Cena. <laughs> That's who it is. TJ, TJ couldn't see him. And he's got a. <laughs> True. He's got a he's got a blonde mohawk and he's standing yeah. behind or he's sitting rather behind Oliver Platt's yeah. John Cena. It's his John first Cena's movie. First, yeah, first movie, but it's no speaking role, so no one knows that. No one knew it was him. Oh no, yeah, he's got bleach kept it blonde to one hair. Movie. He he looks like a he looks like Sting, like the old Sting, not the new Sting. And and for you young kids out there, when I say the old Sting, Sting used to be like this blonde haired surfer dude before he got all like crow and emo. Um, he looks which, to look like Sting, the singer. Nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> But uh, wait. Let me see if I can pull up the scene. Uh, so um, kind of like a Sterling Steve Austin. Yeah, kind. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. the Hollywood blondes. Yeah, him and Brian Pillman. Um, so a couple of things that that caught my eye: Martin Landau as uh, Sal Bandini. Want to wrestle? And in my head, I'm like, Jesus Christ, was Martin Landau ever not old? <laughs> he's like Wilford Brimley. I'm like, I'm like, he's a table Wilford Brimley, and he's always eighty. I looked. I looked up the other day. I was just like, "Didn't Martin Landau die by the time this movie came out?" And I looked it up. 2018, I looked it up. Yeah, he died in twenty eighteen. I'm like, "How the fuck did that guy live so long?" And like, I don't know how old he was when he died. You know, and I'm not trying to make light of the fact that he's dead, but I mean, I don't feel like he was ever young. He must have been like two hundred when he died. Like that guy was born old. He was yeah, eighty nine. But he looked like he was 89 when he was 69. So, I mean, I don't even know what to do with that. But my grandmother's older than him. She looks better than that. Yeah, I remember looking at that and being like... But uh, I think my, my two favorite things about this movie, the the, st- the sting scene, and uh, 
can anybody say Nitro Girls? Because I was sitting there going, damn, the Nitro Girls were friggin' hot. And Shawn Michaels married one of those girls. You know where my brain went out when I saw Nitro. What's that? Night Nurses in Jersey. Night Nurses in <laughs> Jersey. They're on the turp pike and ready for love. Yeah, the redhead was uh, was very attractive. She sits like- next to Lamar Landa at the end. I like the Asian one. And that was Booker T's wife. Oh, was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. what's her name? Uh, Charmel. She's sitting She's sitting in the hot tub with uh, Martin Landau in the end. Um, but uh, I, I do think that, you know, you, you look at some of this and you see some of these wrestlers, you could actually probably play that game where you take a shot every time you see a dead wrestler and get pretty oh, yeah. fucked up watching this movie because Macho Man's gone. Kurt Henning is in this movie. He's gone. Gone. Um, Sid Vicious dead? No, Sid Vicious He's is still alive. That's Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn's still alive as well. I just, I assume they're alive. Why are you, they, why are you trying to kill these people? They didn't do anything. To you. Bam Bam Bigelow still around? No, he's dead. Bam Bam is dead. Yep. Thank you, TJ. Naming people who are actually dead. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I forgot watching this movie is how attractive Rose McGowan used to be. She, you know what? Yeah, she, I, I, she had the reverse good. cheerleader effect where she was yeah. hanging around all the other Nitro girls who were super, super hot. I think Rose McGowan was better looking than all of them. False. That Asian chick is way hotter than Rose McGowan's pale. She's, she's up there, but... But I'm saying, if you look at them today, in comparison, you know, Rose McGowan's always in the media, pimping whatever nonsense politically and crying about some uh, unjust cause or whatever she's into. But, like, time was not good to her. Yeah, but the Nitro girl still looked good. Look it up. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, one thing before we go back to Rose McGowan, but this is uh, John. Yeah. Yeah. That's a blonde John Cena. And I can see my own hat in in the reflection. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um Blonde Rose actually hated this movie. Well, I mean, why wouldn't she? she Although said she didn't want to do it. She said she threw it uh, according to my fun facts. She threw the, the script scripted the trash three times before someone finally convinced her to do it. So why is she in it then? She said she did it and she hates that she's even associated. I mean, yeah, I can't okay, think of anything that she was ever in that let's see what she's associated with. She's associated with dating Marilyn Manson. She's associated with that horrible show Charmed. I mean, what else has she done? Is she in Scream? Oh, no, that's Drew Barrymore. No, somebody Drew who's hotter than she is. She's associated with having dumb political takes that no one gives a fuck about. <laughs> and flip-flopping on him when she realizes, like, oh, I'm not getting enough uh, media well, attention, so let me go to the other side of this. But, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything Rose McGowan is in. Oh, isn't she in Biodome for 2.3 seconds? Yes. She plays uh, one of the friends. Adams' friend, right? Yeah. yeah. There's going to be dudes and beers. That's what she says. That's her line in the movie. Like, everywhere. That's Rose McGowan. Uh, I think that's it. I don't know her. She's in Charmed and she's in this movie. I, I can't think of anything relevant she's done. And she should thank God for this movie because if she wasn't in it, I wouldn't. I'd know her from Charmed and that's it. And I never watched that crap either. Um, was anybody else surprised that Scott Kahn's character didn't become a wrestler at the end? He became a manager. Yeah, I thought that Compared was Compared to David Arquette? Yeah, because Scott Kahn's actually always been in really good shape. Right. You know, yeah. and, and, and and as evident that most of the movies he's in when he was younger, he always was ass naked somewhere, right? Because in Varsity Blue, he's walking around ass naked. And uh, well, he was ass naked in this one, too. And he's ass naked in this one, too. And I'm like, wait, why is he the wrestler? That doesn't. Yeah, even- I didn't get why he was a manager at the end. Um, yeah. But, you know, you better put some respect on that David Arquette. You mean WCW champion. David Arquette became WCW champion because of this movie. Two weeks after the movie's released, they made him the champion. And that was the beginning of the downfall of WCW. <laughs> the end of the movie, it's like some point you're 50 years old. What the fuck are you guys doing? 
Wait, wait, listen, when, you got, <laughs> when everybody's 50 years old and sober, everything hurts again. <laughs> so the end of the movie, they're on the, the three cages. Yeah. And I remember watching. That was a real thing. No For those of you who have not watched wrestling in the 90s, that triple cage shit was real. They actually no had sense. that. But it made no sense. I, I don't know how you I didn't know that. That's a real thing, Rook. Because I never watched WCW. I watched. I would watch an hour of Nitro and then flip over to Raw. Because, um, like I, like I said, I did like Sting. I, uh, Jericho was in WCW. A lot of the young guys that were in WCW made their start in WCW, but they never got a push. So they ended up going to WWE and then got their big push um, because guys like Ric Flair were holding them down, being a hundred years old and still wrestling in his droopy drawers. Um, so guys like Eddie Guerrero and, 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 uh, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho and countless others, Rey Mysterio Jr. Countless others didn't get their push, uh, because we had to watch fucking Kevin Richardson and, uh, and Ric Flair wrestle at, at 90 years old and, and watch Scott Hall Lex Luger and Scott Hall and watch Scott Hall and, and, and Nash who weren't old at the time, but they were too drunk and drugged up to actually wrestle. So they'd show oh, up yeah. once. They'd show up once uh, per evening and go and interrupt somebody's match and just beat the shit out of them, spray paint NWO on their backs, which is why um, the big names at the time in WCW aren't in the movie because their contract said that they had to get paid more money for it. So all the people in the movie are what we know as big wrestlers now, other than Macho Man, those guys are big wrestlers in our heads now. But at the time, Ray Mysterio Jr. was nobody. Perry Saturn was really nobody. They were they were the extra guys. They weren't. And DDP didn't get his push until after that. Right. Well, DDP was like. He was on his way up. Mid-tier. Well, you got to look. The guys that are in the movie are the people that were always in WCW, except for Macho Man. Right. So Sting and DDP were always in WCW. So their contracts were like from de developmental, you know? So their right. contracts weren't as ironclad as Nash, Hall, and Hogan. Those those contracts were so ridiculous that it ended WCW. Um, that and along with this movie um, and, and Vince Russo. But uh, I do miss that whole triple cage thing. That was kind of dope. It was dumb. It was it was like a hell in a cell with a cage on top of it. It was like three hell in a cells, honestly. But like the whole thing is like in the movie, that's not how those matches actually went because there was no floor once you got up to the next tier. There was a hole there. No, yeah. no, there was there was a there was a floor. No, there was no. They, there's a hole where they had to climb into. They had a little flat that would go over it. Uh, seems dangerous. I mean, they both climb into that third cage, and then all of a sudden they're wrestling right where they climbed in. I didn't yeah. see anybody move a flat. Also, doesn't he throw him through through there and then climb? And then he's still standing on it to get the belt. Yes. Yeah, on the ladder. Yeah, that thousand. Listen, guys, don't knock it. Okay, don't knock oh, it. Great, oh, great um, concept. Speaking of people who wanted who were going to be the movie was going to be Eric Bischoff was going to be Titus uh, Sinclair. Yeah. But he got fired before filming. Yep, yep. And then Joe Pontigliano can't be happy about that movie. He's done so many much better things. I mean, he's probably done some worse things like Daredevil, too. Um, you know. How just... dare you? Daredevil's a great movie. <laughs> Say so, pal. Uh, but uh, I think we can all agree that this is this is a little fun for our generation because it's the old wrestlers. And uh, it's one of those bad campy movies. that. But it reminds you of being a kid and watching this crap and going like, wow, I... In retrospect, I can't imagine in my head how old uh, Gordy and Sean are supposed to be. I'm assuming they're in young 20s. I would hope they're like 19, 20 years old, even though they look like they're 30. <laughs> yeah. But like but uh, it, it, if they're 30, I'm just, it's a sad movie at that point. If they're 20, it's like, eh. If they're 30, it's sad. It just, I, It'd I, actually make it better. I, I doubt, no, <sighs> I disagree. I disagree. Sad. They're 30. That is just sad and pathetic. 
Not that they like wrestling, that they like wrestling so much that they think it's like legitimate. But that's yeah. that's like like I have friends that love wrestling. Pat loves wrestling. Matt loves wrestling. Ruben loves wrestling. They know it's staged. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, my favorite part, along with, you know, the Nitro Girls and Sting is the part where he goes, y'all know it's fake, right? It's a big circus show with a bunch of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of dancing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 and they don't get it. They're like. Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> they just, <laughs> they the just didn't one, get uh, it. So they got get the out of my trailer, you freaking morons. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, when he comes in, uh, David Arquette comes in with the uh, the motorcycle and his new alias, The Law. Do you guys like that? I the did. Movie? I actually no, did like it. It was too douchey for me. I kind of liked it. I liked the Way thing. too douchey for me. The, the, the evil can evil jump from fucking 400 feet away that that <laughs> ramp is like two feet off the ground and he makes it into the ring. Actually, in AEW, that would actually work because AEW sometimes, for whatever reason, they have a ramp that goes all the way up to the ring. So it's not really a ramp. It's just like a elevated track that goes into the ring. WCW didn't have that. No, they did not. <laughs> they didn't. They had no ramp. The ramp went down. He wouldn't go. Where, where would he? How would he get up? I don't know, dude. What was the uh, the catchphrase? Was it like the right to remain silent or something? I will bust you. I will bust you. Yes, because oh, I will rule you. Crown us. Crown us. us. King. Crown us, King. I gotta say, he threw him in that sharpshooter really fast. <laughs> yeah. Threw him in that sharpshooter really, really fast. I was impressed. Yeah. I, I think I also like the part where Rose McGowan gets hit with a ladder. Yeah, that part's pretty good. Good times. <laughs> it's good times. But uh I think I think we can all three of us agree it's a terrible movie, but it's great if you're nostalgic and it's and funny. you missed that. You miss those old wrestlers. Wrestling was huge in the 90s. Like, people don't realize, like, wrestling's big now with kids. But wrestling was, It wasn't for kids. It was, like, more punk rock. Like, all chicks and sex and violence. You were 12, 13 years old watching wrestling, hoping to see some titty. (laughs) I know I was. Every week, some girl whipped her ass out. Lingerie matches. Yeah, oh, my God. Bikini matches. I miss Terry Runnels so much. (laughs) And the one time we did get it when Lita was uh, naked for Edge's... uh, they had oh, sex in a bed on TV. You got it more than pop. once. Uh, Miss Kitty like had a mental breakdown and ran out to the ring naked. And no, Jerry Lawler had it like she pulled the top pulled, off. And Jerry Lawler had to throw a towel over because like she pulled like, out her oh. titties at Armageddon. Yeah. In a in a in a mud match, you know, in a mud wrestling match. God. Jerry and then Lola we had to see, I think I think May Young took out her titties too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went to the I, I was actually was at the Raw. We're at they WWE. had a porn star wrestler. Val fucking Venus was a porn star. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> I'm reminiscing too hard right now. I was the, I was at the WWE, uh, the Raw event, when WCW first invaded. Like when the first, uh, first WCW wrestler came in and won the hardcore belt that night. Like that was when the invasion started. I remember that. That's like vivid rem- memories in my head about wrestling. Yeah, but the real invasion was DX rolling up to Monday Night Nitro and uh, with a in tank a in the tank. Banging on the door. tank. They were in a jeep. No, they they were in a uh, jeep. They were in a jeep, and they roll up to the gate, and they're like, "Nash Hall, let us in." No, because what's his name? Uh, X Pac is is sitting with the cannon between his legs. They have a cannon, but they're not. They're, it's like a rocket attached to the jeep. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was legit. That was totally not sanctioned, and they were totally afraid they were all going to go to jail. That's that's when <laughs> Vince McMahon was like, hey, Shawn Michaels, you and your guys just do whatever the fuck you want. Shawn wasn't a part of that. He wasn't a part of that back then? Uh, he was on his drug rehab. Like, he was out of wrestling for, like, three years. He'd broken his back at that point. Uh, Triple H was running DX at that point because Shawn, Shawn wasn't a part of DX when uh, New Age Outlaws and, and uh, 
X-Pac came through with China. Well, he was there with China, but he wasn't there with the New Age Outlaws and X-Pac. Uh, that was like Sean Sean left, and then the next day they brought X-Pac on because Sean hurt his back. And then he went on his drug thing and Got fell off the deep end and disappeared from wrestling for like three years because he showed up drunk and told Vince off and told off Triple H, and it didn't go well. <laughs> and then he had to like do a whole bunch of mea- They didn't talk for like two years or whatever it was, and then they had to do a whole bunch of mea culpas for him to come back. But uh, but yeah, wrestling was big. I mean, the competition was legitimate. It was it was a lot of hatred, and there was a lot of uh, hurt feelings, and a lot of fucked up shit went on at that at that time in in the wide world of, of the Monday Night Wars. And I, I, f- I feel like this movie is like where WCW tried too hard. It's the Sisyphus thing, right? Where you push the wax ball up the hill and then you push it too far and, and it fucking goes plummeting down the other end. And that was this movie. This movie was Sisyphus trying to push the wax ball up to the mainstream and just fucking down, down, down. It went to Vince fucking Russo and... Hulk Hogan laying down and giving up the fucking championship to Jeff Jarrett or some bullshit like that. And Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> no acoustic guitar was safe. They, 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 <laughs> he stole that shit from Haunty Conky Tonk, man. How you looked that up? Um, I actually did a fact check. Rose McGowan was in Scream. She, played she was, David right? Arquette's sister. She plays whose sister? David Arquette's sister in Scream. That's right. They were in the movie together there as well. And she's the one that dies in the garage, I think, isn't That's she? That's fucker. Yes. Okay. I was like, she's in Scream. I'm pretty sure she dies. Yeah, yeah she, she dies. throws a beer bottle at, at one of them, either Skeet Ulrich or Matthew Lillard, and yeah. screams, fucker! And then she gets caught in the doggy door, which yeah. I'm not sure if that was an allusion to something else, uh, like her being a bitch. But she gets caught in the doggy door, and then he raises the doggy door, and she gets crushed, which doesn't seem like that's possible, but whatever, you know. I don't think, I don't think it would kill you. Say again? So I don't know if that would kill you. I don't feel like the, the garage door is strong enough to lift a human person. That, yeah, that. Because didn't they make a joke about that in Scary Movie where, like, it went to go do the same thing and she was too fat and it brought down the entire garage door? <laughs> um, well, I like to say this, too. There's not many, that, there's not many fun facts. I mean, like, we pretty much went through all of them. Uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, just to give that up, uh, 23% critic score and a 52% audience score out of 25,000 plus ratings. Really? 52% audience? I'm surprised it got that high. I'm, I'm legitimately high? surprised. I think that's a lot. I think I figured there'd be a lot more people who enjoy this movie that would give it a little bit higher than fifty-two percent. Especially, Listen, I, I enjoy the movie at, in for like nostalgic purposes. I would never recommend this movie for somebody to watch. <laughs> uh, and if you, it says if you like this movie, you'd also like The Crew. I don't know what that is. Sugar and Spice. The Crew, like the TV show, The Crew. No, it's, it's a movie called The Crew. It's like uh, those like four old guys. Um, and then Sugar and Spice, which is the one with the cheerleaders, Rob Banks. Is that Rose McGowan? I believe it is. That's is she in Jawbreaker? I'm gonna look up right now if she's in and is Martin Landau in this crew movie? <laughs> four old guys. <laughs> he might have to money was... down. Uh, but uh let's talk about some of the actors in these in this in this movie, right? Other than Rose McGowan, who really never did anything. Joel Pantoliano has a, a pretty decent career in, in, in multiple movies. I mean, he's in one of my favorite 80s movies, Running Scared, as Snake, starring Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines as as a Chicago PD. Um, obviously, he's in the bad boy movies. Um, he plays Ralph Cifaretto on, on The Sopranos. He's in The Matrix. Yeah. What does he play, Tank or something like that in The Matrix? Uh, no, he's the one who portrays no. him in the first one. Right, right. Well, but, it, I mean... Yeah, it's probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie. It's like, I want to come back to somebody important, like a politician or an actor or something. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, David Arquette was in Scream. That, that, when that came out, was a big deal. Um, Eight-legged freaks. Say again? 
Eight-legged freeze. Yeah, he's in he's in quite a few movies. James Con, excuse me, James Con, Scott Con. He's in Varsity Blues. He's in Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, and Ocean's Thirteen. Uh, he's on Hawaii Five O now, so he's doing some stuff too. And Oliver Platt did a myriad of movies um, to include, <laughs> but not good. but not limited to. He's in Sister Act Two, I believe, for like ten seconds. Doctor Doolittle. Um, he's in Doctor Doolittle. He's in a uh, Chef with John Favreau. And that and that star-studded cast. Oh yeah, he's the uh, critic, right? He's the critic, and, and I think he's not getting to me. Show. You're not getting to me. I think he's on a hospital show recently. I think my wife watched him. Chicago. Oliver Platt, I'm pretty sure, died recently. Uh, yeah, he's on Chicago Med. Oliver Platt's still alive. You sure? I, I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and it says he's alive. Maybe I'm confusing him with the guy from Designing Women. I am. I'm totally confusing him with the guy from designing women who actually who, is in sister act two and he plays joe loop in in be cool i mean in, now in, who's, nick no, now who's cool. killing people off too early yeah man mm-hmm. my mistake i'm sorry mayor copa oliver platt i confused you with uh the other guy who looks similar to you but isn't you what's, <laughs> what's the guy's name is his name is uh something oh uh, robert pastorelli but uh i think we covered everything i, I think we did let's go with our, what's it go? i actually have one more thing go ahead Jack Palance was supposed to play uh, the Sal Bandini. Sal Bandini, but he died. I don't know. Is that did he die? I don't know. I know he's dead, but I don't know if he died. But let's get to uh, let's get to our, our ratings for this. Yeah. So T, what do you think? Uh, for how much I liked it as a kid and the nostalgia, uh, I'll give it a two and a half star rating. Nice. And I'm trying to think, what did I give Little Big League? Because I hated that movie. You gave it two. I, believe. I gave it two, right? Yeah. I'll have to give this one slightly higher because I'll probably give two and a half. As my All two. right. I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to get that's my lowest rating so far. Uh, and purely because of Nitro Girls and Sting, it got two stars, one star a piece. Uh, it's not well put together. It really doesn't make much sense, like you were saying earlier. But, you know, it reminds me of being a kid. And uh, and I, I think that's it. Um, That's why I'm going to give it a two. All that being said, that is our review of Ready to Rumble, starring David Arquette, Scott Kahn, Oliver Platt, Rose McGowan, and the cast of Monday Night Nitro. (laughs) From all of us here at the Screen Addicts Podcast, we appreciate you guys being with us. Thank you, and have a great night. Stay rock!